let's talk about it. Welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining, feedism, and everything in their orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim, so let's get into it. Today we're welcoming to the show, we have for the first time, another Ben. Hi everybody, I'm glad to be here. Yay, how are you today? I'm doing good. If it helps, uh, I go by Riddick as well on my online persona. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll go by Riddick today. Riddick, thank you so much for joining us. Now, we had a little bit of a conversation the other day about um, just some of the things that we're all kind of experiencing at the moment. And you brought up something that I think is actually really quite poignant, which is this notion that, yes, we're all gainers. Yes, we're growing. Yes, we're loving the journey. But actually, do we take time to stop and appreciate where we are in the moment and just love on ourselves as we are in our existing present current form? I mean, if I can query, where did that idea kind of start for you? It's something that it's been on my mind every so often. Um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to always improve or get bigger. If you're a muscle gainer, always gain more muscle. If you're a fat gainer, you always gain more fat. And I think there's not enough of a slowing down and saying, you know what? I love myself now. I love myself actually the way I look currently. And yes, I want to get bigger or, or sometimes people want to lose weight or whatever. But regardless of where you are in your journey, sometimes we have to remember to stop and just take a look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I like who I am and I like what I look like. I love that. You know, uh, well, I mean, to, to ask you, how long have you been gaining for yourself? So I actually didn't remember this. I had to go to my grammar account to be like, when, when did I do this? <laughs> Cause I don't know. Uh, according to grammar anyway, it's been around 10 years. My first picture, actually my first picture on grammar, I was 190. So that was probably part way into my experience. So a bit of a similar timeline to myself then. I mean, truly, after a certain point, like, I feel like I've been saying I've been gaining for 10 years for the past three or four years, because all the timelines <laughs> blend into one, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's somewhere. Oh, yeah. And then in, in six months' time, it'll be like, oh, yeah, 15 years, actually, technically. Uh <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've been telling people I lived in Chicago for seven years, I think, for two years in a row. And then I <laughs> did the math, and I was like, oh, I've been here around nine years because I moved here around 2014. So in that case, your move to Chicago coincides a little bit with the start of your gaining journey. Is that about right? Yeah, but I think I did gain some before I joined Grammar necessarily. So it, it's probably closer to 11 years, really. But yes, like I gained some and then I moved to Chicago a little shortly after that. And I think it's good to touch base on that because, you know, obviously many of our guests we get on are relatively newer gainers themselves. And I think that's wonderful to get the perspective of people who are out here actively doing the thing, full of energy, because fuck knows I don't have that no more. Um, 
but I think, you know, for people like, you know, yourself and Tim and even myself who've been doing this for as long as we have, I think there are aspects to the journey you don't start to identify with until you kind of hit that, like, longer stride where you're like, shit, I've been at this for a decade. Uh, what have I learned? There's, <laughs> there's aspects well, of it. remember in my case like i've been i've been like in the community for a, around 22 years but i didn't actively begin to gain until about four or five years ago you know like it, from from 30 to 35 it was more like well weight's starting to come on anyway because i'm getting older i'm not trying to get any bigger but i'm you know i'm enjoying the attention that i'm getting and then um, from 35 on it was like okay now i'm actually going to throw myself into this and i want to actively participate in it um so yeah it's been a much shorter gaining journey for me yeah and i mean i've i've definitely been a connoisseur of gainer media before that like way back when i had first gotten to the uh, university of southern mississippi i uh was on gainer web and belly builders and i was kind of a stalker on all those sites looking at pictures and drawings and stuff but it wasn't until much later that i really delved in and there was some life events that were happening back then that kind of caused that but and and now look at you instead of uh being the stalker you are now the stalked you are the one online when our gorgeous listeners look at your profile they'll go oh and then they'll be absolutely absorbing all of your content. You'll be getting notifications from various people having liked posts from like 155 weeks ago or something like that. <laughs> oh, maybe. I hope so. But I think it's good to reflect on those longer journeys. As I say, there's things you only begin to recognize, I think, when you've been at it for a certain amount of time. Certain things just begin to click and certain wisdom comes into play. I mean, big shocker. As you get older and more experienced, you learn wisdom. Funny that. Um, but I do, I do want to ask the both of you in terms of today's topic, that kind of pausing in the mirror and going, I am enough. I am enough <laughs> as I am. Like, do you feel that you do that very often? I think I do that more now than I used to. There definitely was a time where it was just a race to get to an end goal. And then if I went to my doctor's office and she would tell me something that made me go like, go like. Well, maybe I can halt gaining for a little bit because maybe I'm not comfortable with something that's happening to me, like blood pressure or whatever um, is one example. But during those moments, I definitely had to take some time and look in the mirror and be like, I am fatter than I used to be. And I'm definitely not skinny. <laughs> and maybe, maybe this is okay for now. And maybe later, maybe when things kind of calm down, or maybe I can just get my, my brain in a better mindset, maybe I can keep going at some other point. Uh, for me, it's a struggle bus. You know, I, I, there are times when I think I look pretty good. And then there are times when I look in the mirror and I'm just like, God, you know, I, I'm putting in effort. I'm not seeing any results. And, um, you know, we talk sometimes about how social media cannot, like, sometimes it doesn't always help uplift you when you're feeling like that, because I can, I can go on Instagram and I can see that a lot of people that I know, a lot of people that I admire are, are, they're growing, you know, they're increasing in weight. I'm not. And it makes me feel um, inadequate and insecure. And it's something I don't talk about a whole lot, but there are days when I feel really, really inadequate looking at my peer group. And I, I know that that is my own hangup. That is not, and I don't blame anybody, 
but myself for those feelings. Cause that is me. That's my insecurities coming through, which I've been fighting, you know, my entire life to get rid of. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a struggle for me. Cause there, there are days when I can think, you know what, you look damn good. You look fat, you look fucking hot. And then there are other days where you're, where I'm like, ugh, you're never going to compare. You're never going to catch up. You're never going to reach the level that other people have gotten to. Yeah. And you can even say that if like, if you're gaining and your shape isn't necessarily what you thought it was would be. I know some people that get really upset about that as well. And you do have to kind of change your mindset a little bit and be like, well, do I still think I looked sexy? And then maybe it changes your trajectory. Maybe if, if you're not liking it, maybe you become more of an encourager or something like that. But at the same time, regardless, we all have to find something about ourselves that we love and we have to hold on to that, I guess, in a, in a way. I mean, something I think that is worth uh, saying here that I don't know if a lot of people think of this, right? Like, but I have heard this argument once or twice, like being a gainer and being in the gaining community means that you're not necessarily a part of diet culture because you're flaunting the system. You're saying, no, I don't want to lose weight. I want to gain weight. But actually that's a bit of a false contrast because same toxic attitudes that lead to mainstream diet culture of trying to lose weight, I think we can observe quite commonly in the gainer community when it comes to gaining weight. Think about it like this, right. in the weight loss world, you're looking at specific foods, specific diet trends, you're looking at personal trainers, you're looking at a $270 billion a year industry tailored to trying to do everything possible to get you to lose weight. And the stats show that, generally speaking, you don't, because the science proves that most bodies are so unique and individual in the way that they function that most constructs about diet and weight loss don't apply to most people. So it's really difficult for a cure-all that works. The same thing happens when you look at weight gain. We have a lot of rhetoric in our community, base ideas around what foods to eat, what activities to do or not do that will encourage weight gain. And yet, doesn't necessarily work for everyone because of that exact same reasoning. But of course, the yeah. problem still exists. In weight loss culture, when you continue to try to push for that, you've got people who are actively trying to lose weight and not succeeding and feeling really bad about themselves because of a systemic culture that realistically is creating that. And unfortunately, yeah. in this instance, our own community creates that as well. It may not be intentional, but it is very much something to be aware of when it comes to when we ask ourselves, like Tim asked himself the question, like, I have this hang up, but I know it's my hang up. Correct. Like, yes, that is for you to address and deal with. But we have to remember, we are a part of this community and many of us are online as frequently as we are because there is nowhere else for us to go to feel edification on our bodies. So we rely on a lot of that feedback and commentary. And it's just something for many of us to be aware of, I think. The power that we have over someone's, not only their day, but their journey overall. But what can correlate with diet culture that we that happens also in the Ganner community, especially with social media, is you all, in diet culture, it's like, look what you could, look what this person did. They used to be this size. Now they're this size. And now they're like, they don't show their faces sometimes. So who knows if it's even the same person and pictures to be honest do they lose weight like that but 
it's the thing of like instant i want to look like that and i can do it in four weeks or whatever but like in the game community we do the same thing we see a before picture and then we see an after picture and then you're like oh i want to do the after picture and i want to do it now i want to do it fast and it's it's and some people can and some people can't and it it depends on yeah what you were saying earlier depends on how your body just reacts to stuff and i think because everyone is always progressing at a different pace i think that is why it's such so important to like self-love yourself while you're going through this progression and not just be like i only will love myself at that point it's because you know things also happen like health issues come up and and go and 100 percent is gaining your entire life you know right if it is your entire life, what does that mean for everything else in your life? Your relationships, your work, you know, maybe your art creativity, like what happens to those things when you don't invest in those other areas? Something that you had both mentioned before is about body shape. And I think you in particular, Riddick, about like specific body shapes and how people can feel, you know, a certain type of way, like, oh, I was really hoping I might develop more of a ball gut, or I was hoping I might be soft and flabby, but actually the way I've grown, is not like that at all and i feel a disappointment i feel like more opportunities that are taken to love on yourself and to share pictures of yourself where you're at in your journey might actually be the answer to that because when we only (laughs) again that rapid gain lifestyle people who have a certain body shape because it fits a masculine idea or any other combination of factors we miss out on promoting people and ideas and shapes that are probably more common to other people just because someone isn't exactly what you might be looking for doesn't mean it's not also beautiful and more opportunities taken to celebrate in that beauty not just in the sense of the shape and the format of the body but at every weight and size means that there is something for everyone to be celebrated especially when you think and this might be a shock to everyone so please make sure you're sitting down and not operating heavy machinery when i say this not everyone wants to be a super chub in this community that is so true some some people baby just want to be overweight you know we've talked about how the metric has changed because remember when 300 used to be like a huge goal that every like that was like the that was like the milestone to hit like it was oh i'm going for 300 going for that now the milestone the big uh metric is 400 and and another 10 years maybe it'll be 500 and i you know i i don't know how i'm gonna feel if i if i can even get to 300 which i know eventually i will but that's when i'm gonna really re like sit down and think okay do i want to keep going or not but like i don't have plans to be a super chub i never did yeah and to be honest like anybody that is on their gaming journey should make that just that decision for themselves and not let other people influence that decision like you don't have to get to 400 500 to be happy unless unless you do i mean you know yeah there are there are people out there who do want to get to the extreme sizes and i I completely if that's what you want babe go for it i am not going to tell you that there's anything wrong with that even if it's to immobility or uh or or if you're into death beaters and i totally support you it's just that um that's not what everybody wants you know, yes. so I don't think that that should become the gold standard. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like I. I'm going to be a gainer. I'm going to get to 500 pounds, and you're now 130 pounds. It's like, well, 
why don't you like take it on in stride? Why don't you get to one fifties and see how that feels and one sixty, you know? That was very much I started. Like I was a hundred pounds even. And I was like, I want to get to 400 pounds. And don't get me wrong, that number has not changed for me. But certainly, like, when I'm at 100 pounds, no one in my family's fat. I don't have the knowledge or the skill set to just get fat or get fat easily. It makes it so difficult. You think to yourself, I have so much farther to go. Look at me. I'm not achieving the numbers. I'm not, I'm not making progress. I'm so useless at this. I should just give up. And there were times when I truly did feel like because I wasn't making the kind of progress I could see other people making, that gaining wasn't actually for me, which was really crushing at the time. Not going to lie to you, it put me in some really dark places. But again, having to understand that on my own journey, I'm in a good place now. But that took me a good few years to fucking figure out because there is no common rhetoric in our community about, do you just want to get to 200? Are you maybe not that crash hot at getting into being fat? Taking yeah. it slow and, and not judging yourself. And I can reflect on conversations I've had, comments people have made to me over the years. I thought you'd be fatter by now. I thought you said you really wanted this. I thought you said you were trying. It doesn't look to me like you're trying very hard. I remember once, and it was actually when I first developed moves, and I was about 170, because I've never had muscles, so they were just little bitch tits, and like, I, but I was living. I was like, <laughs> this is fat on my chest. I can officially no longer see ribs all the way up, like an inbuilt xylophone. And I felt so good about myself, and I remember distinctly posting this on Groma, and someone said, do you actually think you're fat? You need to get to 250 before you can even consider calling yourself fat. And that was really devastating for me. I was like, I can see visibly that I have made progress and someone has taken it upon themselves to say, nah, knock you out of this. You know, there's so much emphasis put on that damn number, you know, and like I, I fell into that trap too of weighing myself every every week and being disappointed by the number that was on that scale. And you know, James, to your comment about like someone saying you need to be 250 before you're even considered fat, for context, go to any of my social media profiles. I am currently 250, give or take a couple of pounds in either direction. And I don't think that I look that fat. I think I look bloated. I think I kind of look like an ex-jog. So at 250, I don't think I look fat, you know? Well, I think you look fat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, you do, bitch. I've seen, so do you, Riddick. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen a difference in your, even like in, because I we've met briefly mm -hmm. once, and in that picture even, I looked at it, I was like, you, you, he has made oh, progress. Oh, yeah, I was, sure. uh, God, I think I was only 180. <laughs> I, I think I was under oh, 200 wow. pounds, yeah, when I, when I went to Chicago. Oh, yeah, you make quite a bit of progress then. Sometimes when we focus on the numbers, it becomes a little bit recessive, right? Because think about the specific of 400. I want to hit 400 pounds. I will not be satisfied until I hit 400 pounds. What if you step on the scale and it says 399? Like that's one pound difference. Are you genuinely gonna look me in the eye and tell me that one pound makes you wanna just quit right now because you are not exactly 400? You know, Girl, the struggle to get to 200 when I would, when I was still weight, when I was doing all that and weighing myself every week and oh, just yeah. watching it like one, 198, 
199, 199.5. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I had become so obsessed with this number of 200 that I was making myself miserable. Yeah. And I think a lot of people also forget that your body does fluctuate in weight generally throughout the day, but within a week, even if you were to be basically maintaining, it could go five pounds one way or the other. And you haven't necessarily lost or gained any weight. You just, this water retention, it's food that you ate just last night, a little late or something. You know, it's just the, the num, especially poundage is not the best indicator. Like watching like a graph of it eventually going up is probably the best way to gauge that versus every single day. <laughs> I mean, isn't there also some science around height where like, Overnight, you will Mm -hmm. grow like a couple of, like an inch or two. And then just throughout the course of the day, you will shrink an inch or two because when you're lying on your back flat, your spine stretches back out. And so you gain that extra bit of height. But then as you're walking around throughout the day, like gravity, you slowly compress. So it's like even your height fluctuates. Every one of your measurements is in flux. Like we're what, 90% water, like meat and sinew are spongy by nature like and fat even spongier still so it makes sense that there is going to be literal and figurative wibble wobble in what we've got going on in terms of body so to bring bring it back around a little bit to the actual loving of the self right i want to ask you both here like what are some things that you do in particular to kind of get yourself into a good space like is there like maybe a bit of a mantra or something that you say or an activity that you do that helps you to just like feel good in your body at that present time i I have a shirt that I keep around that I used to fit into when I first started all of this. And sometimes I'll just put that on and to see how much goes, you know, how much of my belly will show underneath it. And that makes me feel really good. And also sometimes I'll also just, I have a, a full, a full height mirror that's on my door. And sometimes I have two of them actually, but one's better than the other, but I keep them both around for, fun but <laughs> sorry um but i'll look at a full myself in a full-length mirror i'll take my all my clothes off and i'll i'll just look at it and i like what i see and you know it's funny my shape is not exactly what i wanted but i've learned over the years to really appreciate it and really love it because it is the progress that i really wanted to see and i also think it looks good it looks but be- it looks better than what I think I thought it would look to be honest but it is different it's not the same I mean I'll I'll be completely objectifying you here you are gorgeous your shape is fantastic I mean to my mind it's something I would envy but I think this is almost point in practice we have an idea in our head about what we want and maybe the way that we grow is not what we want but what we have becomes something that someone else wants. And I think it's an irony that we end up inspiring people in ways that we didn't think that we would, but that's another good thing, right? When you take those opportunities to celebrate your body, do you take photos, you post them, a horny slut like me is going to message you and be like, oh my God, you look so good. Uh, and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> thank you. So that's, I think, a good point. Like taking time to 
find angles that also emphasize the features that you want to emphasize. Like, I know sometimes we're very like, oh, you're taking a lot of down angles, like trying to make yourself look bigger. Bitch, let a, let a hoe want to feel a fantasy looking big with the belly and whatnot, right? Like, <laughs> Well, what I would say to somebody that said that to me, I'd be like, so do you. I will go through and be like, everyone in this community does that. I don't know anybody that intentionally makes themselves look smaller in photos. <laughs> Let's think about why we're here. <laughs> Sometimes I will, if only like, because it's my face and I have um, still hangups about my double chin. So if I'm taking a selfie, I'm mm -hmm. still going to take it from a high angle into the side. <laughs> That's just because I have yet to completely embrace the double chin. That's right. For her 41st birthday, I'm going to invest in one of those fat lady uh, turtlenecks that go all the way up to the chin. <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I was one of those people I always thought I would like have the skinny face as I got bigger. But um, I definitely don't. Like you can definitely see some some fat here. But um, I've actually been able to to actually embrace it a little bit more than I than I when I when it first started happening, I was not really into it. And I was like trying to like I was doing that a lot. But like the last couple photos I've taken was at a lower angle. And I was like, you know, I don't look bad. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dig it. I just can't stand it from the side. Like if you take a photograph of me from the side, you can't see my jawline. So my neck blends directly into the double chin, which then blends into the head. So it just looks like there's no, there's no like shadow anywhere to indicate where things are supposed to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I do keep my beard grown out. And if I could grow a beard, I wouldn't care, but I can't grow a beard, so. Well, I think you look good. Thank you. And, and James, I think you look good, too. I don't mean this to be... No, <laughs> no, it's it's definitely looks good. <laughs> but I think, again, this is this is something that's very helpful, because as Tim Tim's expressed this since before we even started the podcast, right? Like, it's a particular hangout for him. And it's like, I always make a point to compliment the chins, plural, mm -hmm. because they are there, and that they are both mm -hmm. cute. And similarly, when we get that positive feedback, and sometimes we need that external perspective, because obviously, typical dysphoria, dysmorphia, you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you don't necessarily see it for what it is. So that external commentary can be genuinely very, very helpful. Um, so I think that's another really, really great thing to do. Something that I love to do in terms of loving on my body is actually just like a bit of a pointless shower. Like, I love to take a bit of extra time. Like, if I've already done the showering, like, it's always beforehand. Because if I'm in the middle of, like, doing the actual cleaning, I'm kind of like, okay, it's business. We're getting in, we're getting soaked, we're getting washed, and we're getting out. But, like, beforehand, I love to just, like, get wet all over, soap in the hands, lather it up, and then just go to town on every square inch that I can grapple. Because it's a way of acknowledging your body, especially your back and your bum and, you know, the behind the scenes bits that you, you don't get to see even when you're looking in a mirror. It's ways that I've actually become well acquainted with the changing in my body because I used to be a beanpole. I now know that my butt not only comes out further, the cheeks go deeper, they hang lower. I know that my pad has developed. I know that there are dimples and eventually cellulite's probably gonna form. I know that depending on the way that I hold my neck, I'm starting to get the sausage roll pack at the back. And it's like, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't take time to literally touch myself all over. And it's just a really cool way to do it without any expectation. You're not around other people. You're in the bathroom so you can be naked without feeling an obligation to be naked. 
And because you've got soap, everything's going to kind of glide over anything anyway, so you don't have to worry about, like, texture or anything like that. You can just touch yourself and become familiar with your form. And you can feel all the little things. Even so far as, like, when I feel my upper arm from doing this, from, like, <laughs> running my fingers over, I can feel how incrementally it is getting squidgier and softer. So even though I know that my arms don't look the fattest, I know for a fact they are fatter than when I first started gaining. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit more of appreciating, uh, like squeezing it in different places and seeing where I can grab where I definitely couldn't grab it before. <laughs> but I will say for someone that really wants to see or realize how big they have gotten, the, the most realization I have gotten of that is if I went to like, I don't know, like usually like a clothes section in a store and I catch a glimpse of my reflection from like an angle that I don't normally see. And sometimes that's very revealing. I'm like, oh, I'm a lot bigger than I thought it was. Because <laughs> you're only seeing yourself from one angle all the time, most of the time. 100% strong recommendation because I've seen more people doing this recently on Instagram. When you're out with your gain of friends, challenge them to take a sneaky photo of you when you're not looking because do you want to know the amount of people who've posted photos to be like i was hanging out with the gain of good judy and she took this photo of me and bitch i did not know i looked that big i did not know i looked this huge at that angle and people see things from a distance and just like you were saying from what you don't normally see so that's a bit of community actually in terms of like maybe what can we do as a collective to help improve on this a little bit lifting each other up, taking opportunities to be that little person in the corner, being like, oh, bitch, I caught you at the angle. I got this good little snapshot. There you go. This is you. This is just for you. Like, that can be really, really good to build each other up and maybe step away a little bit from the fantasy and expectation of those situations, you know? When, uh, James, when you and I were in St. Augustine, and uh i can't remember who snapped the photo of us but someone else in the group you know took a photo like it's me standing against the wall and you're sitting like in front of me but we're both looking in the same direction we both look really big and i was like see that's the kind of stuff that i need sometimes because if you, it's just you in front of the mirror or you with your your phone taking a selfie sometimes you just can't see what other people can yes I do, I do want to ask this of you both here, and again, this is not to be controversial, but like, do you feel this conversation around more self-love and self-acceptance for where we are in the present, do you feel the community at large needs to take more responsibility for that? Obviously, there is what we ourselves do as individuals, but in terms of what we've kind of been talking about, elements in which the community as a whole might put certain things onto you, do you feel in that regard? The community needs to take more responsibility for itself i just think that people should slow down for a second sometimes and just let especially if they can tell somebody is really struggling with their weight gain or something like that to just kind of set them to the side for a second and just be like just wanted to let you know you have gained a lot of weight since i've met you and you do look amazing as you are so you know i get that you're stressed about this that and the other but like you do look good and i just want you to know that i don't know, sometimes having a little conversation like that would help i think and it happens sometimes but it doesn't ha i don't think it happens enough 
while I, while I can't say that the responsibility should be put on the community, because I, I get it, we're all private individuals, we all have our, our rights to live our lives as we want to, um, and I don't expect you to just start reaching out to strangers, but, you know, if you know someone, right. and you know that they're kind of struggling, you know, sometimes a compliment here and there really helps. Uh, one thing I do think the community should stop doing is is just putting expectations out on people. That that is something I think collectively the community should stop doing. Um, because as as hot as the fantasies are, as as much as they get your juices flowing, as much as you can like really get into it, like you have to remember that we're all people, we all have limitations, we all have different things that we want for ourselves. Like it, it, you can't keep foisting what you want off on someone else. That part should stop. Something that I encountered recently, uh, local gainer who I'm going to have the chance to meet relatively soon. And uh, when I broached it, I did say, you know, like, oh, I'd be down for a bite or for a drink or a coffee, whatever you'd be up for. And he said, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I obviously don't mind a bite. And he kind of queried it a little bit. And I was like, well, you know, maybe you wouldn't want to go for a bite because you might have some hangups about not wanting there to be a, expectation to perform because even in so far as like this is our first time meeting maybe you think i have an expectation oh you're really fat you should be eating you should be doing this whereas it's like maybe you don't want to do that maybe that's what you're feeling at that moment and so maybe if you know that there's an option to just get a coffee or a pint and have no food involved that that's also fine and makes you feel gives you the opportunity to feel a little bit more at ease something that we end up hearing a little bit of is around getting yourself out of your own negative headspace, right? And a lot of the rhetoric around this and the good advice comes down to gratitude and it comes down to investing in other people. So the typical suggestion is if you're feeling down and out, if you're feeling a little bit rejected, if you're feeling a little bit some kind of a way, the fastest way out of it and the most effective way to get yourself back to good standing is actually to invest in other people. It's actually to focus on other people and get them into a good space, build them up. So actually, if you're feeling down, another thing you can do is specifically invest in your friends, reach out to them. And if you know that what you're needing to hear is that kind of positive affirmation, start giving it to them. Build up in your local community an expectation of that positivity and that co-mutual building, right? Yes, I think so. I will say in my personal journey, because um, I mean, I feel like every gainer has had had to have something like something they that happened like they went to the doctor's office and the doctor said something that they were like maybe I should be a little bit more concerned about and so I had something like that recently or at the beginning of this year that I just became really like maybe I should just slow down and maybe I should just maintain or or maybe maybe lose a little bit because of, of whatever's happening and and I remember like online and in person sometimes I would people are like, oh, what's your goal? And I'm like, well, right now I'm just, I'm just a maintainer. I'm just kind of staying the same for a while or I might lose 10 pounds or something. Cause I had, and I would explain exactly what it was. I was like, this is what's happening. And I, and there, I would, I would just get another message back a lot of times that saying like, well, I can't wait till you start gaining again or something, or, well, maybe we should just get you to eat. Like, another cookie or two and I'm just like but you're not listening to me <laughs> like I'm not comfortable gaining right now I'm not saying I'm never going to do it again but maybe I don't know um and I just 
I do feel like maybe we should listen to each other. Maybe that's what it, I'm trying to say. We just listen and then actually like care enough to like be respectful of people's desires at that moment. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't think this is an unfair thing to say, but if your encouragement of someone else is rooted entirely on whether or not you get pleasure out of it, that's not for the other person's benefit. That's just for you, babe. And it also means that if someone tells you something that you don't want to hear, like they have a different sexual interest or they've stopped gaining or anything like that, you do not in any way, shape or form have any realm of permission to create any expectation there. That is grim and gross. This is not 2003, right? We are wanting to be better and we need our community to be better. I have a line that I usually like to throw out if I have people I know, and I do know some people right now who've, some people who may or may not have even been on this podcast before, who are going through periods of weight loss or maintenance because that's just where they're at. And you know what I like to say? I am here to be your cheerleader, no matter what your journey is. It's the start, middle and end, right? And you can build on that. You can converse more back and forth if you want, but I like a nice simple statement that says, it does not matter whether you are having to lose weight because you want to lose weight or because medical things feels like you're being obliged to lose weight or if you're maintaining or maybe you're getting back into growing, that matter. Choose right. to be someone's cheerleader regardless because if this happened with you, Riddick, I like you as a person. I should want you to feel championed and encouraged, keyword there, to achieve whatever it is you're wanting to achieve because that's my goal as a friend. And in that moment as an encourager to you, to want to see you succeed, to want to encourage you to know that you can do it, to know that there are people who are cheering you on, always helps you to do better at the thing you're doing. I don't know any instance in which that like genuine positive feedback does not result in like the correct thing, right? Like yeah. there's toxic positivity, but that's, that's, a, that's what we were just talking about, right? I think there's a disconnect somewhere where like some people are, are just can't get past the, well, they want a game really. So they really want me to say this. It, it, I, I do feel like that's also a thing they're probably thinking. And it's, I don't think it's necessarily them being complete like cruel or anything. I just, in my mind, it just puts me in a really bad place when I say like, I'm doing this right now. And they really keep saying that they want me to do these other things. I'm like, well, Maybe we should not talk for a bit then. <laughs> I don't know. No, but like that's exactly it. Like, yeah. and again, it's probably one of those things where people listening might think to themselves, oh, you said you're dieting. I'm just being, you know, teasing you to tell you to, to quit and go back to gaining weight. I'm just, I'm just giving you what you want, you know, to, to be like, oh, no, I, I want to lose weight. Oh no, you tricked me. Oh, I'm getting fat again. Oh no, Ooh, I guess I better eat all these donuts. Ooh. And there is a, a fine line between fantasy and real life, too. Harkening back you to know. the third episode we ever did of this dang show, where it's like, early on, we knew that we needed to have that conversation, like, children, <laughs> there, there are two different things at play here, and we need to begin to acknowledge them. Toot sweet. Yeah. Because it, it's one thing if I'm, like, meeting someone up to have a sexual encounter or something, and then we decide I really want to... I really want you to tell me these things. And then we decide mutually that's what we're going to do as like a, like a scene almost like a fantasy. And that's very different than just like, just being online and just saying random things to people. 
we do have um we do have a listener question for this and i want to ask it here in the instance that someone says something to you and i know that we've talked about the different scenarios and motivations that people can say all kinds of different things but in specifics when someone says something to you that is specifically unkind unflattering and unwelcome when it comes to that specific journey of weight gain and self-acceptance what are some things that you do to bring yourself back up into a more peaceful and loving place i usually especially if i explain to them that i don't really appreciate those comments it really depends on my mood sometimes i'll just disconnect from them altogether if it's someone that is not someone i don't know anyway I may just not talk to them again, to be honest. Um, but it, I guess it depends. So if it's somebody I, I do know well, I would explain myself. And if they were truly my friend, they would, rec- they would, they would realize that I'm serious and they would stop doing that. Um, but in general, like when people like just get kind of ugly comments toward me, I usually just kind of disconnect from them uh, generally. And, I might do some things where I'll think about how I look or how I feel. And usually it, usually it's like, well, I, I feel good about myself. You know, I, I just have to bring that back, bring myself back into a positive space. I do have a tendency to like hone in on negativity over the years where I just like roll it and roll it and roll it in my head and just kind of destroy my mental state. And I can't do that anymore. And uh, I don't recognize recommend people to do anything like that it's it's better to try to just get in a more positive space or do something that makes you think about something completely unrelated that sometimes that just helps i pretty much do the same thing um you know depending on my mood it's mostly down to i just kind of ignore it i've clapped back a couple of times but they were for like what i thought were really kind of foolish comments um I remember this was a couple of years ago. Somebody commented on one of my Instagram posts, uh, and I it wasn't someone that I was following. I don't even know if they were in the community. I don't know how they would have found me otherwise. But they wrote, "I liked you better when you were skinny." So oh. I was like, "Well, then why are you following me?" Because it clearly states in my profile what my intention is here. So why are you here? And then they answered with, yeah, good point. And then I never heard from them again. So I'm like, it must have been a rando. <clears throat> but I've clapped back a couple of times on TikTok. Because I know that um, TikTok is not exactly like a, a safe haven for us in any kind of way. Uh, I know that like like tweets, they can just go out across the world. They can go viral for any reason. You know, so um, plenty of random people have probably viewed my TikTok and a few of them have said stupid things here and there. And I've, you know, either given them the thumbs down or I've been like, then why are you watching me? Please stop. Um, I've had to block a couple of people. And then another thing that kind of irritates me about TikTok specifically is that they will um, tag someone else in a comment on a, on a, on one of my TikToks. Right. But it's somebody that like, has no videos, has no nothing, doesn't isn't doesn't seem to be involved in any kind of way. And I'm like, I realize that they're trying to tag this person so that they can see the content, but it's like, why? What is the point? What are you doing? Like, are you, is, is this to mock me? Is this to celebrate me? What is it? I usually end up deleting those comments. Yeah, I don't know. I do feel like there are people that probably 
do like to get online just to mock random people to make themselves feel better because they're, they're not feeling so great about themselves. That's usually what it is, I feel like. Wouldn't surprise me. I do, I do want to throw this out here to the pair of you. Um, is there an aspect to this conversation that we haven't necessarily touched on yet? Because I feel like we've actually touched on a fair bit. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, and I, I believe that we're going to talk about it. Well, we, we talk about it all uh, throughout different episodes, but I feel like we probably have an episode dated, dedicated to it somewhere is uh, maintaining. Because mm. I feel like people uh -oh. don't really talk about that enough. Like, <clears throat> just because you're maintaining in a certain weight doesn't mean you're not a gainer. It doesn't mean that that you've you've given up on that being a part of your identity. You know, you will always be a gainer, whether you are gaining weight, losing weight, maintaining where you are. That is, if that's how you identify, that's what you are. You know, so we have to get past this idea of having to constantly grow in, or, in order to be justified as calling ourselves a gainer. I struggle with that myself because I've had moments a lot. I mean, because I'm you know ten years and I've I'm obviously not three hundred plus pounds. So I, over the years I've gone to certain weights and then gone down and back up and back down. And I had a friend of mine at a Grom off one time. I said, "Well, I'm having I, I had high blood pressure and I'm in my thirties. I don't know if I really want to have high blood pressure, so I'm." deciding to kind of cool things off for a bit. And he was like, well, you still are a gainer. And I, it made me feel really good about myself when he said that, because you kind of, I kind of felt like I invested some time in this community that I really like being in, that I have lots of friends in. Um, and then I felt like I was, it did, for some reason, not gaining does kind of make you feel like you're not progressing. So you can't really call yourself that anymore. Um, a lot of people on Instagram, I feel like, do make you feel that way. Um, and I've had to explain to people, I'm like, well, I'm a maintainer. and I, But when I say I'm a maintainer, I'm like, well, will I never gain again? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know. I always, I always get in a weird mental state when I say that I'm a maintaining or I'm a maintainer, like calling myself that as a that comes back to points we've made before. It's like, you just you don't see maintainers being uplifted. So there's no narrative about what does a maintainer look like? How do, how do maintainers act? How do maintainers do what they do? You know, it's, it's difficult because we create the environment where the only people being talked about are the super chubs and the super fast growers. I think if you broaden that out, that begins to include people who are exclusively chases and encourages and feeders people who are on the smaller side and maybe they themselves feel like they get left out of the conversation a lot because they're not in those super chub bodies you know i think there's a wider ironically conversation to be had about who we uplift and and why we uplift certain names but you know the phrase i've heard go around a lot in recent years um is the grass isn't greener on the other side the grass is greener where you water it and I think that is ultimately the sort of comeback moment there, I think, for this conversation. It's you will have the greatest experiences where you invest the most time and energy into it. And I think whether or not you gain fast or slow, like that's that's like a visual result. But results don't match effort put in. I think if we can celebrate effort and we can celebrate engagement, if we can celebrate each other for all the other wonderful things, not just specific ways of growth, 
then maybe we will encourage a more self-loving and encouraging mutually uh, gaining and fetus community. But those are my final yeah. I think I've benefited a lot from ha- from moving to a place that is got a lot. We there's a big gainer community in Chicago, um, and so I have forgotten what it's like just to to not have a bunch of people that I hang out with that's part of the community. But I would say like if you can like make some good friends, not necessarily like dating or anything. Like you really need a good core set of friends too. Um, that you can have these conversations with and they they understand because they'll understand exactly what you're feeling because i guarantee there's someone in your friend group that has felt this way before and they can kind of you can kind of help each other based on your older experiences you know so i know that not everybody gets that but um but if you do if you do are able to find like a group of friends that you can kind of relate to it, it helps a lot I mean, I'll selfishly speak from experience here. Having old mate uh, has been mm-hmm. a game changer. You know, uh, a true friend in the space who understands you and knows you. It's worth it. He's worth his weight in donuts. <laughs> it really is. Or in my case, sticks of butter, I should say. He's worth his weight in butter. Um, and you can definitely make those good friend connections through online as well. You can. It's, it's, you don't have to physically be next to the person that you're being friends with. You can definitely make it happen anywhere. Well then, I think that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode. Riddick, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Now, where can the listeners find you online? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Riddick215 because somebody already had Riddick before I got there. Uh, they can find me as just, and that's Riddick with one D, not two Ds, like the movie. Uh, on Grammar, just Riddick, and then on my OnlyFans, if they want, uh, at Riddick two fifteen as well, same as my Instagram. Well, that's it for another week here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us a good review. If you liked this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram at Beefy Frat Stuff and Show and Oh My Nom at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Beefy Frat at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Thick Radio or on our website at www.podpage.com forward slash thick radio if you want to submit a voice note or become a supporter of the show you can find the links in the show notes and if you have any questions or ideas for episodes you can reach us at the thick radio at gmail.com so until next time bye fats bye fats bye fats let's talk about it Radio is a Patreon and Anchor app podcast produced by Stan and Dickie Nuss. Next and Masterclass Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Bonify Cream.